O come, O come, Emmanuel. I speak to you in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. In the midst of this wonderful season, as the world out there prepares for Christmas with joy and jingle bells, peppermint and wrapping paper, and we in the church remain wrapped in the quiet beauty of Advent, we find ourselves suddenly rudely disrupted by that quintessential Advent figure, John the Baptist, self-styled Old Testament prophet, clothed in camel hair, eating locusts, breathing fire as he spits out, repent, brood of vipers. Even now the ax is lying at the root of the tree. As the crowd streams out, clearly longing for John's baptism with water for repentance, he warns that another is coming who will baptize with Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand. He will gather the wheat and he will burn the chaff. In the midst of all of that, the beauty and joy of this season, the foreboding figure of John, the shocking message of repentance and judgment of the winnowing fork tossing wheat into the air and separating good from bad, wheat to the granary, chaff to the fire, I find my mind turning to a topic decidedly unlovely to creatures not so much shocking as well, terribly annoying. On this second Sunday of Advent, I want to talk to you about fleas. Well, not just fleas, fleas and cats. Well, fleas and cats and maybe dogs too. For if you have ever had the trouble of a pet beset by fleas, you know the drill. Flea combs and special shampoos and nasty chemical flea dips, and God forbid if they've gotten into your house, a flea bomb that requires all living creatures, other than the fleas, of course, to be removed from the house as pesticides cover every surface in an effort to kill those tiny jumping, blood-sucking fanatics who torture our pets and us. Tracy and I were determined when we got our little white kittens, Russell and Abby, half Siamese, half tabby, blue-eyed, adorable, we were determined that they were to be indoor cats. No roaming, no danger, no fleas. But cats, being what they are, don't like rules. And cats, being cats, are curious. From the beginning, Russell and Abby stared longingly out of the windows. They pressed themselves up against the window screens in warm weather. They darted toward open doors until one day, lured by the siren song of nature and some nearby feral cats, they found freedom through a door left ajar a beat too long. 
freedom for the cats. A night spent outdoors soon turned nasty as the feral cats revealed themselves to be not fun, but threatening. <laughs> After a poorly spent night trying to lure them in, we found both our cats cowering at the door at dawn, eager to be safe and warm and inside again, but alas, it was too late. Soon after their nocturnal adventures, there came scratching, constant scratching, and I muttered the dreaded words, I think the cats have fleas. Tracy held Abby and I parted her luminous white fur around her neck, searching and searching, parting and looking until, yes, a jumping flea. And then the comb pulled over and over through their fur, deep down, down to the skin to fare out all those hiding bloodsuckers. And after each stroke, gleefully dipping the comb into soapy water in order to drown our enemies. <laughs> this might seem a bit much. Too much attention to fleas. But for anyone who has watched Kitten Rescuers, yes, it's a show on Netflix, and if you like cats, British accents, and uplifting storylines, you should watch it immediately. If you watch Kitten Rescuers, you know that fleas can overtake a cat, can suck so much blood that cats lose their energy, all their verve and, verve and pizzazz, and can even threaten their lives. So you've got to get out that flea comb and comb and comb, separating the fur, picking through until all the fleas are gone and the cats once again free and healthy. No cat wants the flea comb. No cat wants the dip or the tincture placed on the back of their neck that they can feel but they cannot reach. No homeowner wants to flea bomb their house. But sometimes, Cats and dogs, too, get fleas. Sometimes we, we humans, get fleas. And when we do, well, we call that sin. And when we get fleas or get sin, well, then what? Well, back to John the Baptist. When we get sin, we can repent. Now this isn't a popular word anymore, at least not for us. It's fine to think of others repenting, even encouraging others to repent for sins they've committed, wrongs they've done, but it's not something we like to do, you know, ourselves. For to repent, for to repent is to admit that somehow we've gone astray, gotten turned around. And the idea that we might be judged, well, that sounds so judgmental. And if there is one thing we do not allow any longer in your you-do-you culture, it's judgment. We resist scripture when the topic of judgment arises. For we've all grown weary and suspicious of judgment talk when it eventually goes off the rails, accusing our loving creator God of throwing some folks into a lake of fire. 
that might be what we hear when John the Baptist warns that another is coming, the Messiah, whose winnowing fork is in his hand to gather the wheat and burn the chaff. In that, we hear that some people will be saved and brought to Jesus, while others will be burned up forever. But a winnowing fork, friends, is no more than a flea comb. It doesn't separate human from human, no more than a flea comb separates a cat from a cat. Just as a flea comb separates cat from fleas, so the winnowing fork separates the bad from the good within us. Just as we pull the comb through the fur of our beloved cat and dog, separating out the biting, blood-sucking fleas from their healthy fur and skin, so we will be searched, examined by the one who loves us, who seeks to free us from all that bites and itches and drains life from us so that we might have hearts of flesh, not stone, so that our souls are not overrun by chaff or weeds. No one, no one likes to think that they've got fleas or sin. If you're a cat or a dog, you're unlikely to submit willingly to the flea dip or the comb. After all, cats know nothing of repentance, and if they did, they would certainly not be interested. But for we humans, For we humans in this season of Advent, we are warned to repent, to allow God to see all of us, the jumping fleas, the weedy souls, our dark hearts shut to mystery, to search us out and to know us so that we can repent, so that we can be washed clean. The scratching, flea-bitten folks of Jerusalem and all Judea went out to John the Baptist to be dipped, to be washed clean of those sins that were draining the life from them. They weren't afraid to repent, to be searched out and known, to turn again to health and wholeness. They didn't fear the fire of judgment. Rather, they sought relief, sought to live new lives sought after shalom, the peaceable kingdom where the wolf lies with the lamb, the lion, eats straw like the ox, where a child can play next to snakes, because all know God, because the Messiah has come. No one wants the flea comb, the winnowing fork, but if we submit, If we repent, we'll find the itching will stop. And we will know peace. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.